Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. All right. Yep, he's back in the bullpen today. We have Mr. David Grasso, independent journalist. Also, he holds a Master of Public Policy from Harvard Kennedy School. Congratulations on all of that. All right. Not as prestigious as it used to be, but I'm still a big fan <laughs> of my degree. That's good stuff, man. You should, brother. You earned it. All right. So we, we actually want to make the main thing in politics be the main thing in politics, which is actually policy. You know, personality has become number one in kind of the agenda for now. Uh, but the reality is policy still is the way you are supposed to play politics. I want to talk specifically about black folk, brown folk policy. How has Republican policy impacted black Americans, Latino Americans? How has progressive policies impacted the same? Um, I have my opinion, you got yours. So what say you? So let's start with what attracts Latinos and African-American communities to the conservative movement. I think you have to talk a lot about entrepreneurship. We think in our communities, uh, we're more likely to be entrepreneurs. We're more likely to own small businesses. And I think people of all partisan persuasions understand that there's a huge problem in the way that we regulate massive businesses and small businesses the same way. So let's talk about that first. A lot of people who are entrepreneurs who understand that it's very difficult to run a small business are often attracted to conservative ideas. Yeah, but what's the policy? Because uh, it, when you look at the actual numbers, uh, the fastest growing demographic of new business owners is actually African-American females. Yes. Um, and also in education as well, right? Education obtainment. So when you look at the numbers, what policy has has a Republican presented and approved that made this entrepreneurship dynamic more attainable? And what policies have Democrats presented and approved that made it more attainable for them? Because the Republicans are literally stripping those programs through SBA and others or attempting to, and eliminating those programs completely in state government that would actually attribute monetary opportunity allocation to good ideas from those in the communities you just named. So. How are Republicans winning that battle when politically they're not, based on the agreeance of voters they're not, and also based on the allocation of how money should be specialized in these arenas they're not? So specifically, let's give liberals a point, right? Student loan forgiveness for people who serve in public service is enormously, enormously valuable. Now, when we're talking about you know entrepreneurship at the state level, this is where it gets dicey because there's 50 states. And it really doesn't have a lot to do with what party is running that specific state. It has a lot to do with policies on professional licenses. And in a lot of states, they're way over-regulated. And this includes both red and blue states, to be fair. And for someone who has a hair salon or a flower shop or a restaurant, these policies are all over the place. It really depends on independent leadership in the legislatures and in the governor's office. And I can give examples of red states going the wrong way and the right way and blue states the same way. Let me give you some specifics because when people question why are black people supporting Democrats? And a lot of times you will hear this from the right and there was all oh, you're on the Democratic plantation and things like that. But when you look at the numbers, and I'm not saying Democrats are great. I put my foot up the ass of Democrats all the time. The point is, what policy presents 
the better opportunity for you to get from point A to B. Most businesses in America actually do not start with the loan. They start with what we call disposable income. That's how most businesses in America start. So how do you increase disposable income if we already know factually that most businesses start based on the disposable income that you have? Which policy brings you closer to disposable income? So I'm going to read a couple of stats. Um, and this is 20 years of Democratic leadership versus 20 years of Republican leadership in the presidential sense. Black families' incomes grew under Democratic leadership on an average of $900 annually, but only grew $142 under Republican same 20-year comparative cycle. Black unemployment fell by a rate net 7.9 percentage points across 26 years of Democratic leadership, but it actually went up 13.7 points during 28 years of Republican presidencies. Across the years of Democratic leadership, black poverty has actually declined by 23.6 percentage points, but it grew, it grew three points under Republican leadership in the White House. And specifically about Trump, because this gets lost in a narrative. Under Trump, here are the facts, black white wage gap increased under Donald Trump since Trump took office. The actual gap between black Americans and white Americans increased to 28%. The number was at its lowest under President Barack Obama at about 19%. Black white wealth gap is one. Home ownership is another. Why? Because for most Americans, the number one investment, the largest investment you will make is the investment of a home. Black home ownership actually decreased under Donald Trump. Excuse me, it decreased under Donald Trump's presidency. And the gap between black white ownership, uh, that gap increased by 32%. So you had less black homeowners, you had less programs that allow for black home ownership or first time buyers. You also had a household median income of black families go down, even though they had more technical employment, meaning contact with contract jobs, et cetera, they still made less money. And you had lower, the lowest high school. A graduation rate under President Trump in modern history for black Americans. And the list goes on and on. So from having disposable income, the progressive values seem to actually get you there. And by the way, white people make more money under Democrats than they make under Republicans as well. So it's not just black folk. So how are they able to make a policy argument that our policies give you more opportunity at entrepreneurship? When the policies that we have before us over the last 30 years plus of Republican versus Democratic policies, this is not conjecture or future projection. This is what has happened. Those policies have aggregated to show very clearly, these numbers aren't even similar, dear brother, that Democratic or progressive policies will give you a better outcome, even if that outcome is not synonymous to what you should have, is better than what Republicans give you. So here's the problem the okay. past three Republican administrations, Right when they ended, what did they have in common? When Trump presidencies was over, when Bush the first, if we go back to 1992, and George Bush in 2008, all three of those ended in a crisis, in a recession. So you're taking a statistical snapshot during an era that things were not good. And then when you talk about policy decisions, they're often path dependent. In fact, your audience, one of their biggest critiques of the Biden administration will be that it greatly resembles the Trump administration. So it's really hard to take a statistical snapshot of policies in time. 
if you look at policy analysis and policy impact, really, you have to look 10 years down the line to really find true impact. You're always going to find convenient statistics to support whether a Republican or Democratic administration is better for the average consumer or average ethnic group. But that's what I'm asking. But it's never going to give you a real world reality, especially when inconveniently for Republicans, the past three Republican presidencies have ended in an economic crisis. Well, let me ask you this, give me one, take the entire gamut. Give me a Republican policy that has given black and brown people a significant win that is championed by Republicans today. Okay, uh, so lack of zoning. Um, a lot of housing prices are driven by zoning. You know, the nasty uh, but, hangover. But zoning is not a partisan. Exists. When that we say zoning, conservative market-driven policy. No, no, let's come back. Houston let's come back. And not San Francisco. That is a conservative policy mm. um, when you're talking about- uh, You said zoning is a conservative policy. You gotta unpack that, because I'm not sure if you're talking about zoning for commercial use. No, no, lack, zoning of, for, lack of zoning is a conservative policy. So zoning as we lack know of, it was- No, sir, I would not agree that lack of zoning oh, is yeah. a conservative policy, because zoning oh, is big typically- time. I mean, if you but, look at the poster child zoning, for lack of zoning, it's Texas, or even where you are, Atlanta, is typically has very you know, light touch zoning. When you go into more blue states like San yeah. Francisco, you know, or New York zoning is is very heavy. And ultimately, when you're talking about disposable income, as you mentioned, housing is the number one expense. So if you bring down hmm. housing expenses, you'll probably see more entrepreneurs start businesses. All right. So let me uh, let me provide some pushback to that point. Uh, so zoning, at least for the states that are around me, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, even Florida, uh, your local city council, uh, as some are called townships that are a little bit smaller. Sure. Uh, these are nonpartisan elections. None of these individuals have partisan um, elections. They're all general election. Um, and even in Atlanta, uh, none of the individuals are partisan. So you don't vote for a Democratic mayor or Democratic council person. Um, they are all open tickets. So you can't make the, the significant argument of partisanship being involved in the zoning ritual. But I will say this about cause and effect, because there's one dynamic that I think is a good contrast. And my actual um, background before getting into broadcasting um, was in higher education reform. Yes. I have a, one of my doctoral degrees from Clark Atlanta University in federal higher education reform. And in that, I analyzed and researched all of the presentations of Democrats federally, all of the presentations of Republicans federally over the last 20 years. And I looked at the American College Promise Act, and, and that act would have revolutionized how we did education, but that didn't happen. But here's the reality. Roughly 70% of black graduates will default on their loan yes. within a few years after graduating. Now, this is not simply because they don't pay. It's because of the ecosystem of having to find a job. Interest rates. Interest rates, et cetera. Loans. There yeah. you go. And the only party that has presented a resolution are Democrats, not to the degree that I would like them to, but they have. And the only party that's pushing back and saying, no, 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 this is illegal, are Republicans. When the reality is this is a real thing impacting everyday people, and they don't realize that the cause and effect is this. What's the number one deterrent to first-time home buyers? Debt, student loan debt is the number one deterrent. So to can first -time I take a buyers. third way on this one, Don? Sure. So yes. I think both parties are wrong about this. Okay. So I think it's packaged wrong. Student right. loan forgiveness is saying you're giving out freebies. 
Maybe they should be negotiating about interest rate forgiveness. And the yeah. way we package things would probably get buy-in for constituencies who really don't believe in student debt forgiveness. You talk to any borrower paying eight or nine percent on your loan, there's no way you're ever going to get ahead. So I believe it's a PR disaster on both sides. And I don't believe either party really reflects the common person's way of looking at a policy solution for trillions of dollars of student debt, which we currently face. Man, let me tell you something, dear brother. <laughs> Ironically, you could you could find my doctoral dissertation online. That's one of my recommendations. Uh, is that mm-hmm. they have decided to package it as a partisan idea uh, rather than a collective negotiable idea. And because of that, it gets killed depending on what tank it comes from. So I appreciate your honesty on that. Always, dear brother, thank you for your insight. Always. Great to be here. Absolutely.